0: Seven?
1: episode 7 episode 7, seven. we're on a nice. roll
0: yeah we are we got this thing weekly and we're doing pretty good um yeah so uh we're excited to be back excited to have another guest with us lauren McCleve is joining us tonight
2: thank you i'm yeah, super excited to be on and be with you guys
0: yeah we appreciate it we you're a very knowledgeable man about football so those are the kind of people we want here you know <laughs> thanks yeah so um yeah just as an introduction to yourself for those who don't know you who might listen uh just let us know you know when and why you started watching football and why you're a fan of the seattle seahawks uh yeah
2: okay so um I got into football actually in, I think, 2005 when the Seahawks were on their playoff run. It was their first Super Bowl appearance where they lost to your Pittsburgh Steelers, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. It was devastating. (laughs) Um, The referees were definitely paid off uh, (laughs) for that game. It was super poorly officiated. The NFL even opened an investigation about it. so, definitely something going on there. Anyways, um, Matt Hasselbeck and Sean Alexander captured my heart, and I fell in love with the Seattle Seahawks, and then um, endured many years of heartbreak until Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson came came along, and things got better. And, um, yeah, and I grew up in uh, Bellingham, Washington, which is just like an hour and a half north of Seattle, so it was um, kind of in vogue to root for the Seahawks and for Seattle sports teams, which generally, like, I mean, I've been rooting for the Mariners forever, and it's just been heartbreaking. But the Seahawks have have kind of eased that a little bit with their uh, Super Bowl appearances in 2013 and the ugly one against your Ben. Patriots in 2014 so oh, that's sorry, a little bit sorry. about me yeah <laughs> that's a little bit about me and my love of Seattle sports there yeah. sweet,
0: perfect yeah um it's kind of nice to have a hometown team I mean the rest of us had to just pick and choose you know um yeah it's man, funny but... though know
2: you can't just like jump on board a bad team. Like they almost have to go through a winning streak oh, to yeah. capture, right?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I yeah, no one's going to be like I want to be a Miami Dolphins fan. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Well, yeah, thanks for that uh that introduction. Um yeah, so obviously today we're talking about the NFC West, um, with having Lauren on here. So we'll jump into it here, and I think we'll start with the Cardinals, who we can probably agree will be the worst team in this division.
1: Or have yep. been. Worse.
0: Yeah, and they have been. So the Cardinals, they got a new coach, Cliff Kingsbury. Now, something I noticed today when I was going through some notes, this division might have the most handsome Head coach group In the entire NFL Because <laughs> even Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll At his old age
2: Oh Come on guys It's a silver come fox on. He's doing the it's Botox, Botox. Yeah He's doing the Botox <laughs> He looks pretty good For his age I gotta give Pete some credit Like Definitely the most Handsome old coach Can we give him that At least
0: Yes
1: Yeah
2: Okay
0: And you got Shanahan And like said Kingsbury and McVay Like They're just Anyway that was a side note. So, um I didn't really have much on Kingsbury like he wasn't he didn't have the most the most success in college, but um he runs a pretty dynamic offense. Hence why he fell in love with Kyler Murray, who we'll talk about later. Um Ben, why don't you go ahead with the uh, additions and subtractions for these guys?
1: Right. So, um, let's start with their additions. Um, so, what I have, they added defensive back Robert Alford. Uh, they got Terrell Suggs, which I didn't know. They also added uh, inside linebacker Jordan Hicks. They added a guard, J.R. Sweezy. Right back, Chris Gilbert. And then a couple other, a tackle on the offensive-defensive line. I don't know if they're really relevant. Um, so, some good additions. A little bit older on some of the guys like Suggs I think Sweezy's up there but I think too I think what they're going to get back this year too is a better version of David Johnson so like obviously David Johnson's already there but I feel like what he's going to be able to be again this year is going to be more like what we've seen in the past and not just last year because last year I feel like he he didn't have his best year and I feel like with this offense that you were mentioning yeah Kingsbury didn't have uh, to build might really be a good year for David Johnson in that aspect. So I feel like there will be an addition of David Johnson this year or back to his old self. Um, any other additions you wanted to add to those?
0: Um, I was just going to mention Marcus Gilbert. I mean, he used to play for the Steelers. He's a really good tackle. So, um, I think that was a good trade for them. I mean, I think we, I think the Steelers traded him for a sixth rounder or something. Um, and uh, J.R. Seasy, Sweezy came from the Seahawks, so I don't know what Lauren's thoughts are on him.
2: Yeah, Sweezy's m- much more of a run-blocking uh, lineman, so the fact that they'd want to get Sweezy kind of, I think that might speak to maybe the direction that they might want to up the rum- run volume, but... Hard to say exactly, but yeah, Sweezy's like his big strength is run blocking. He's not super strong pass protection.
0: Right. Yeah. So they seem to make some some upgrades in a few spots. Um, some veteran upgrades. Uh, I know. Oh, and uh, I guess a kind of a loss: Patrick Peterson suspended for six games.
1: Yeah, that's okay. not good.
0: Um but yeah other than that Ben I didn't really have anyone else other than who you mentioned.
1: Okay. Um and then just other losses, obviously Josh Rosen going over to the Dolphins. They address that though right away with drafting Kyler Murray.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh they lose a couple safeties in Bethea and Buchanan. Um they lose an edge rush in Marcus Golden. Uh and then they lose a guard and Mike, am I saying this right? You potty. Yeah. He
2: went to the Seahawks.
1: Yeah. He's going to the Seahawks. So I guess we'll talk about him a little bit more later, uh, joining the Seahawks. So, but again, I feel like they lose a guard. They added a couple more guys to their offensive line. So it looks like they did a decent job of where they had some losses. They were able to make some additions to, to fill those needs. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, that was, like I said, for for losses. That was didn't really have anyone else of note. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the draft and talk about Kyler Murray. Um, like we said, obviously Kingsbury. Uh, there was everyone knew that he, how how much he loved Kyler Murray, and so that whole Josh Rosen thing was kind of weird there for a while. Uh, but yeah, so they so they drafted him number one overall. Um, there's the knock on Kyler Murray has always been, well, at least recently, you know, he's not very tall, but from what I was reading, like his height was never really an issue on film. Um, and he is a better QE prospect than Josh Rosen was. So, um, it kind of makes sense why they took him. Yeah. I think,
1: well, I, I just feel like, um, there were some reports where Kingsbury came out. Or there were like questions, and he answered. He said, "If I had the opportunity to draft Kyler Murray at number one, I would do it." And he said that. I when he came, he took him. So, and I think Kyler Murray is the perfect quarterback for him to use in the system that he wants to run. So, and you know what? Like, Kyler Murray has the speed. He has the arm. Um, so, and and that's the thing too. Like a lot of the stuff I read on Kyler Murray, and we've all heard it, is about his size, but you look at some of these guys who have been able to make a living, like even like recently, like I feel like Baker Mayfield was a little undersized. Like he's not that big. Um, Russell Wilson, not the tallest quarterback, drew Brees, And I know some of those guys may be considered outliers, but I feel like the way that like offenses are moving in the NFL now, having a smaller quarterback it like, you can get away with it. If they have the speed, the talent, the arm, that sort of thing.
2: Yeah. I, I totally agree guys. Like, it's, it's really crazy how far NFL teams have come, and that guy the size of Kyler Murray could be drafted number one overall. Like, there's no way that would have happened. he you known years ago. Um, yeah, everything I've heard about Kyler Murray in terms of his uh, skill set on the field is really strong. Like, that he's a, a good runner, that he has a good arm, and he has a lot of. Potential, Um, But I also have heard that uh, there's, like, some character concerns about him. And um, just, like, I I listened to this uh, podcast, Seattle Sports Podcast, on ESPN. And they – some – one of the guys has, like, worked with Kyler Murray. And it's kind of a situation, like, sort of like LeVar Ball. Like, his dad is very, like – involved with everything and i guess like a lot of people say that he's a lot of media guys say that he's like a huge jerk and maybe it's because it's just media guys and he wants to be rude to them or or whatever but there could be i don't know it's it's interesting i I, i've heard some he's got some character question marks just wanted to bring that up
1: I think I had heard something about that, like the whole like LeVar ball relationship with his dad thing. I had actually heard that before. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how it, uh, it all shakes down for him in the NFL.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's being kind of manipulative a little bit with the baseball thing too. Right. I, I don't know. I we will see.
0: Yeah. It'll be, he'll, he's going to start from day one there. So at least I think that's the plan. It seems like it is. So we'll see. Um then their next pick they took Byron Murphy, the corner from Washington who's who was the top corner on the board for a lot of people, you know, um, along with like Greedy Williams and a couple others. Um so they got him at a pretty good value there in the second round. Um what I saw in him was that he was rated as the best zone cornerback. Um mm-hmm. He's not—he's not a real speedy guy, but they said that he's got really good ball skills and uh, seems to be a good pairing with Patrick Peterson.
1: Well, I guess not now that Patrick Peterson's not going to be there, but
0: <laughs> well, after the six games, you know.
1: When, when he gets back, they'll be a good pair. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, I think I think the same thing. Like um, some of the stuff I read on him had it like was talking about like his quickness and like you were saying, Kyle, his, his ball hawking skills. But then like some of the other stuff I was reading on him may have been. Part of the reasons why he was falling, it just said, like, um, let's see. So, like, when they were associating with, like, outside corners, he said they kind he kind of like, lacks some of the height and weight and speed numbers that they, like, prefer to have with those position guys. And that sometimes, I guess he has a tendency to, what was the one thing I read? He had, let me just read it here. He, what was it? Oh, he can, like, overrun the tackle. Um, so, like, he'll come in, like, really hot for the tackle, and, mm-hmm. like, he'll overrun it go calculate whatever it is and uh maybe miss a tackle that way but again that that'll come with time in the league but but i st- like i felt like getting a top guy fall to him in the second round was great especially when they found their franchise quarterback and then they can go out and get a defensive back to address some defensive help and then now that patrick peterson gone they'll definitely need that
0: yeah and i mean they'll probably be looking to replace him soon enough anyway you know he's I don't know how old Patrick Peterson. I mean, he's still really good, but... Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then uh, later on, I know we usually only go too deep here, but they took a couple wide receivers later on in the draft. um, Andy Isabella and Hakeem Butler um, to, you know, help Kyler Murray and just help in that passing game. Um, What I saw in Isabella is that he's very fast and a great route runner um, and Hakeem Butler is just a really big receiver I think he's six five or something um, and they seem to be pretty from what I read seem to be high on both players
1: yeah I uh, I felt like the Andy Isabella pick was kind of like the Cooper Cup for the Cardinals so like the ramp of Cooper Cup that slot guy and I feel like Andy Isabella is going to maybe be that kind of like a similar role that we see with Cup but one of the points I was going to make with Hakeem Butler is as we were preparing for, like, our fantasy draft, I, like, obviously, like, uh, Nikhil Harry, Metcalf, those guys were at the top of the list. And I read a couple of articles where um, Hakeem Butler was at the number one spot. So I went and, like, looked up some stuff on him and just kind of like what you said, Kyle, he's a big receiver. Um, and, you know, like, yeah, like, he was actually pretty good. And I don't know why he fell as far as he did. But... For you that may be a steal in the in our in our draft but i know Absolutely. lauren got isabella which may also end up being a really good pick if he fills in that maybe a cooper cup role and in, in for the cardinals
2: yeah 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 we'll see I, I know i was pretty high on isabella just because of his speed and um his college production was interesting too um but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. I, I actually, really quick story on that pick. I was sitting there forever, and I was debating, am I going to take Daryl Henderson, or am I going to take Andy Isabella? And, like, it, it took me a really long time to decide, and I ultimately went with Isabella because I just think that Isabella is ultimately a better player than he, than um, Daryl H- Henderson um, over there. But, uh, man, that... That pick really could come back to bite me, especially now that Brady has him, you know. So Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh yeah, Brady got a lot of uh success out of those well, at least one backup guy or James Connor last year, so <laughs> Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um okay. I think that kinda covers the Cardinals, unless you guys had anything to add.
2: Uh, They got. They also threw on Kevin White. I guess it's just worth mentioning that he was like a, you know, he was a top ten pick. I think he probably did steroids. That's why he busted. Um, He can't stay healthy now. That's kind of the thing with guys that do steroids. They get into the league and they have a lot of injuries because now they can't take steroids anymore. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. You
2: know, I'm all about. Conspiracy theories, right? So, right. Yes, yeah. uh, the theory of him.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I I did see that when I was going through, and I just wasn't sure if it was worth mentioning. But yeah, I mean, he was a former top ten pick, right? And so, who knows? Um, okay, well, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to San Francisco then, the 49ers. Um, they what I had for key additions, um, they added Tevin Coleman. The running back, uh, Quan Alexander was a, a linebacker from Tampa Bay. Now he, he tore his ACL last year, uh, from what I saw. Mm. So, um, they weren't sure, you know, kind of his timetable or how effective he'll be when he comes back, but they gave him a pretty decent contract. Um, but kind of their big addition was D Ford, uh, who they traded for from Kansas City. Um for some pass rushing and they'll pair him with nick bosa who we'll talk about a little later and they could have a pretty scary pass rush um any other additions or any comments on those guys
1: i think those were like the main guys that they added yeah
0: okay yeah um and the only subtraction i really had of and it isn't i don't even think it's really one of note like Alfred Morris, just a running back. I mean, he was kind of a fill-in last year. They kind of have a stable of running backs there still. So,
1: I had Cassius Marsh. Mm-hmm. I think he played with Seattle, and he also played with the Patriots, if is the guy I'm thinking of. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep.
0: Now he's so, going back but to again, Seattle. I,
1: oh, is he back with Seattle now?
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So I don't know if that's a huge loss for him, especially with what they added for their pass rush this year in the draft and in free agency and the trades that they made. So I think mm-hmm. they'll be okay with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of their additions and subtractions that I could see. Um, but their big additions obviously came in the draft. Um, well, I guess, sorry, I guess another addition. Jimmy Garoppolo will be back and healthy, hopefully. Um, so we'll see what yeah. he has.
1: The Italian goat. <laughs> I know Man. Ben's really
0: high on that guy.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be. He like I think Shanahan's gonna put together a really good offense, similar to what he was able to do with Atlanta. The backfield, like he went out and got Tevin Coleman, so like you know he's gonna try and use him the way that he was used in Atlanta. And I don't know if Jarek McKinnon fills in the Freeman role or Breda fills in that role. Like that backfield is really confusing and I feel like it's super frustrating for like fantasy purposes. But like okay. If we throw fantasy to the side for a minute and we just we're talking football, that's actually a pretty decent backfield with a whole lot of options that you can run with those guys. Hey, yeah, absolutely. So, and then like we'll get into who they added for receiving help, and, and George Kittle took that huge step last year. Lauren knows all about that. So <laughs> I don't know. This could be a really good offense, a really fun offense to watch. Um, yeah, I think they could make playoffs honestly, with like the kind of roster they have. But anyway, we, we can talk more about projections later.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think they're an exciting team. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, they in the draft they took Nick Bosa, who, um, according to my notes, says that he has all the same athletic traits as his brother Joey, but he's he has more power from what I was reading. So that's kind well, of a scary thought. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on Nick Bosa from either of you?
2: Um, just the guy's a total freak, and uh, he's just gonna wreck the Seahawks' linemen <laughs> like all the teams do, probably. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> um, okay. Then they took a wide receiver with their next pick out of South Carolina, Debo Samuel. Um, ben, what are your notes on Debo Samuel?
1: Debo Samuel. Um, what I've seen on Debo, Sam- Debo Samuel is uh, a lot of the comments were like him being like like a yards after the catch, kind of wide out. Um, a lot of talk about his speed. and And honestly, when I was looking at um like projections for the draft. I, I remember looking at one mock draft and Samuel was projected to go to the Patriots at the end of the first round. And I remember looking at that and thinking, hey, like that's totally fine with me. I wouldn't mind having him. So, like when I was looking at like his um I guess his strengths, uh, um some of the stuff it says like he has like that running back type of vision when he has the ball in his hands. So he's able to make those cuts, those jukes. That we, like we do with like running backs, um, and let me see, <laughs> let me see, it wasn't that great on him? On him? It's just he's like on my it, fantasy team. Like he needs uh, to work on his route running, some of the stuff like that. But sorry, Lauren, what were you saying?
2: Oh no, 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 no. sorry, I interrupted. Uh, I was just gonna say he, he's on my he's on my fantasy team. I thought right. I thought you were breaking him down. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, he's he's really similar to. Um, uh, Dante Pettis I think he's like a better version of Dante Pettis which, which is kind of weird like why I, I don't really get why they would take him when they already have Dante Pettis like they're very similar kinds of wide receivers Debo Samuel is better than Dante Pettis but it's just like it didn't seem very complimentary but um, you know they obviously know a lot more about him than I do and, and know a lot more about Dante Pettis I really think that Debo and Dante Pettis are very similar like in terms of their size and what the kinds of routes that they run. So it'll be interesting to see how
0: that shakes out. Yeah. Um.
1: I find their wide receiver group to be a little bit kind of like the running back uh, group, where they have like Goodwin, um Samuel, and now, so, like, like, Matthews, yeah. yeah, Jordan Matthews, Jalen Hurd, who they also drafted. So I don't know, I don't know who's going to win the like the number one job there. Like, I guess maybe Kittle is the number one. So I don't know who wins the number two.
0: I guess the thought is just um, throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. Maybe.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: Just see. Yeah, just see a, who emerges just a second on that. Like mm-hmm. I, about
2: Kittle, like there's so many injuries to the 49ers last year that, you know, I almost have a hard time knowing for sure that George Kittle is, is it that George Kittle is really good or is it that uh, Nick Mullins or whoever was starting last year is just really like to throw to tight ends or just like to throw to George Kittle. Like, I mean, I hope that George Kittle is good for my fantasy team, but I I don't know that he's going to be that guy going forward for sure. Like, hard to say, in my
0: opinion. Right.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point because I feel like I want to say that Garoppolo would use his tight end, but at the same time, when I'm trying to think back to what, like, Kyle Shanahan ran in Atlanta, I don't know if the tight end was a huge part of the offense. But if we think back to Washington when he was there, I think they used the tight end a fair bit. So, and then like when they were when he was in Atlanta, I guess the tight end options they had was Austin Hooper when Austin Hooper was a rookie. So I don't know if they had that confidence in him. So maybe Kittle has their confidence and they can use him like they would have. I don't know. Not like they would use like a Gronk. Like I'm just saying. Like yeah, I don't know. I think he could easily be their number one, especially with the the youth that they have in their wide receiver room.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a lot of use. Yeah, Yeah. so I think that about does it for the 49ers unless I, I missed anything. Can
2: I just ask a quick question? Yeah. Quick question you guys. Jimmy Garoppolo, do you guys think he's good? Like, do you think he's going to be good? Do you think he was worth that mega contract? What What do you think – what does your gut tell
1: you?
0: Oh, boy. Uh- Go ahead, Ben. My gut,
1: t- my gut tells me that Bill Belichick was ready to commit to him and was ready to ship Tom Brady out the door. Uh, so I, I want to say he is. Mm-hmm. And okay. I think he's he's got a good... Co- and that's the thing, too, is I think Belichick sent him to someone who would use him properly in Kyle Shanahan. And I think Kyle Shanahan... like, I, like Matt Ryan is good, but he turned Matt Ryan into like the best version we've ever seen of Matt Ryan. And I think... I think there's a very good opportunity for Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm going to say he's going to be good as long as he can stay healthy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: Oh, I, I don't want, I don't want to take the cop out and just be split down the middle. So, (laughs) but that's kind of how I feel. Like I very, I kind of lean towards like I see him becoming a good NFL quarterback. I mean, I don't, when I say good I don't know how good but that's just kind of the way I lean now but honest but I didn't really watch much of him uh kind of before his injury either to be honest so yeah
2: yeah yeah to be fair I haven't really watched very much of him either I mean like I don't even well, know how many games the guy's played. Has he played right, no. like six games or something? Like no,
1: I think it's seven. I think he has seven or eight games under his belt. So that's okay. where it's it's hard to uh, – yes. that, that, that's why it's a great question is because we we don't really know from the – like the sample size is so small. And so that's why my answer is I felt like Belichick believed in him and was ready to give him the ramps to the team. So I feel like he has to have seen something or has to believe in him. So I'm just going to – Maybe yeah. that's a pop out but that's what All right. using from.
2: I think that's a really good that's a good reason. I mean it's a good reason to have some faith in him. I I mean it's it's just really hard to say. Like like in those games he did play, I don't know that like from highlights and things I heard, I, I don't know if there was like anything that was really amazing. Like that that we saw that we were just like, Whoa, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know? But but it definitely could come and he really hasn't had much an opportunity to show it yet. So it'll be interesting to see. I just kind of wanted to get your guys' take on that.
1: Yeah. Well, for my fantasies team's sake, I I hope he's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, was so. gonna,
0: I was going to, I was going to ask you Ben about that. Cause I was like, I'm pretty sure Belichick wanted to keep him over Tom Brady. So um, that right. also yeah. kind of makes me want to believe that he'll emerge at some point, but yeah. <laughs>
1: And I think too, like, Belichick took a shot like at the organization by saying, Okay, fine, I'll trade him because mm. the whole like you guys know, like the whole thing went down where like Tom went to Craft and Kraft said a year half figure out blah, 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 and all that stuff happened. And so I think Belichick was like, Well, I'm not gonna screw this kid over. I'm gonna send him somewhere where he'll like he'll be used properly and like his, his skill set will fit in. And so I think he sent him to Shanahan for that reason.
0: Right.
1: For basically what did we get? A second round pick? So whatever.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, could be right, man.
0: Yeah. We'll see. It'll be like I said, that'll be that'll be a fun team to watch, I think, and monitor how they do. Um maybe not for you, Lauren, being in their division, but <laughs> um and speaking of, let's move on, I guess, to Seattle. And uh yeah, okay. Lauren, I'll just let oh. you go ahead and give us your rundown.
2: Okay, yeah. Thanks, Kyle. Um so I, I don't have a good acquisition list in front of me, so you guys could jump in if, if I miss something. Um, but essentially, the Stux didn't make a ton of free agent acquisitions. They did get Mike Potty from the uh, 49ers. It was kind of almost just a swap. Um, G.A.R. Sweezy wanted, I guess, too much money, and so they were like, we'll just take Mike Potty instead. MyQ Potty's a little bit older, Pretty injury-prone. Um, the Seahawks shipped off uh, Frank Clark to... Help me out here. Where did he go? The Chiefs,
1: right? The Chiefs, yeah.
2: Yeah. And he's is, he is awesome. Like, super great player. But, you know, he's kind of got some character concerns. And I, I think, like, a lot of people in the team, like, a lot of players were kind of wondering, like, what's going to happen to this guy when, when he gets paid a ton of money? And... So they, they let him go, and they, I thought, got a pretty nice haul back for him. They got a first-round pick for this year's draft and a second-round pick for next year's draft. I thought that was a pretty generous haul for, um, for Frank Clark. Um, they also got uh, a fellow uh, member of our church, Ezekiel Ansah, um, <laughs> on the defensive line, and they really need help on the defensive line super bad. Um, and he's still, I think they said that he'll probably be ready for the start of the season, which means he'll probably still miss, like, two games. But um, the Seahawks defensive line definitely needs some help. Um, Other than that, yeah, they added Cassius Marsh, which it's kind of sad that he's, like, a big acquisition for them, but he's probably going to be one of their starting defensive ends, which really gives me, like, some worry almost about the team this year. Um, they also lost Earl Thomas, uh, which is probably the right thing. You know, yeah. You guys saw what we did gave everyone the bird and said I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, on offense, I think that's the uh, all the guys. Yeah. Okay. So um, this team like I feel like I give Pete Carroll a lot of leeway with his decisions on defense. Like his Pete Carroll's defenses have always been okay. They've never been bad. But when Pete Carroll like talks about this team, he's like, we have, he said things like we have the core to like, the core is here to start a new, you know, like to make it, Like, he's not saying that we're going to make a Super Bowl run this year, but he believes the core is on the team. And I think me and all other Seahawks fans and analysts are like, wait, what? Like, I I don't, don't, you know, we don't see that. And so Pete Carroll really believes in this team, and he thinks that there's guys, some guys that are really going to step up. And that's why they didn't make a lot of acquisitions. Like they still have a lot of money that they could have spent on free agents. They've probably gotten Gerald McCoy, but they believe in their guys. And I kind of need to see that. Um really to like understand. I do feel on offense though, that they are headed in the right direction and that they um the offensive line has played together and last year they, they really did start to look better. Not saying that they're going to be like a top 10 offensive line, but like not a liability. And especially in the run game, I think that they'll be able to run the ball well. And I do think that because of Russell Wilson's contract, his new big contract, I hope that they are going to start utilizing their wide receivers more. I think it's just idiotic to be paying a guy top – you know, the highest paid quarterback in the league to just hand the ball off. Like that just doesn't make any sense in terms of value and using what you have. And and so I do believe that they might – that Russell Wilson's pass volume will increase. And I think that the offense is, is in a good spot. Okay, so that being said, their draft – and I guess their draft might – sort of um, emphasize that a little bit. So they took... um, First-round pick was a defensive end, LJ Collier. Um, I can't remember what school he was out of. I think it was Michigan,
0: if I remember right. I I have here, TCU.
2: Oh, you have TCU. Okay, my bad. Um, A lot of scouts were pretty low on him. Like, they thought he was a reach. Uh They took him too high. I don't really have anything like just kind of a question mark there for me. Do you guys want to jump in on him
0: um, at all? Yeah, I just, I just wrote a couple notes from just reading online. Uh, like I said, I don't really know much about him personally, but uh it said that he's a good, he's a good run defender, um, but not a real impressive athlete. So it could limit his ability as an edge, like to rush the, to rush the passer, which is kind of what you want nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. And they're saying that, I mean, I think he's a decent football player, just maybe not worth the first rounder. So, yeah, kind of like you said, maybe a little bit of a reach. But he's kind of like a run-stopper first, I guess, is what is what I was reading.
2: Yeah. A lot of people compared him to Michael Bennett. Actually, like, that he could potentially grow into that, but mm-hmm. still, like, not that he is Michael Bennett right now. Like, that's just, like, best-case scenario. Everything goes right. He's Mike. Yeah. So we'll see on him um Ben anything on Collier
1: um no just like uh just to add like he he flashed as like a a powerful and above like pass rusher in the senior bowl um so I don't know if that maybe led to him being like that performance at the senior bowl led to him maybe moving up the draft board for the Seahawks just one of the things I saw on him that was maybe inconsistent was he wasn't really great at finishing when it came to sacks um against like uh quarterbacks so but again I, I don't I don't know. And like this kinda of goes back to the conversation we've had in other podcasts where we, we just talked about like if you have a guy on the board that's your guy, like the Raiders, like some of their picks really confuse us and same with the Giants. But if if that's your guy and he's what you want to build around or if that's what you want at that position, you gotta go get him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a real like sea hockey thing actually. And I'm glad you brought that up, that senior bowl performances really matter. They that seems to be a trend in a lot of their draft picks. Like, guys that perform really well in the senior bowl, they usually end up taking. Um, Second-round pick was Marquise Blair out of Utah. This guy is, he's a bad dude, man. He is, like, kind of like that, like how Cam Chancellor used to be. Just punishing running backs. Like, just lots of personal fouls, lots of, like, ejections kind of just a really like crazy sacrificing his body kind of guy I guess he's supposed to I think that they might play him at free safety you know it says he's a strong safety um, but he's got a hamstring injury so he hasn't been practicing so he's probably gonna not start the year unless he gets better soon you guys want to jump in on him I don't I think that people also said that he was a little bit of a reach too.
0: Okay. Yeah, I didn't really have anything other than what you said. Like you said he's a he's a big physical guy, uh and he's and he's really fast. Um yeah. So just kind of what you said is what I also read about him.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. you covered him well. Okay. Cool.
2: Now let's get to the fun part. Yeah. DK Metcalf. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah. I actually was like a little bit upset because i was watching it on tv and i got a notification on my phone from ben drew this said metcalf and i was like and then they announced it right there i was like
1: bah! oh sorry so I spoil that?
2: You, you spoiled the pick for me um I don't know how, maybe you saw it on twitter or something i don't or maybe the tv was on delay i have no idea but man, like, that's just, like, the kind of pick that you hope your team makes. Like, some guy that's just super strong and fast and got all these tools, but why did he fall so far in the draft? How come no one else, you know, picked him before? And I guess it's mostly because he's not, like, a very agile side movement. He's kind of stiff. And um, I, to be honest, like... Um, I think that the Seahawks are going to utilize him, like they've been pretty good with wide res- rookie wide receivers. They just use they use them, how they try and like pick up on their skills and just use them for what they're already good at. And he's really impressing in camp and everything. Like I, I think he could be he could be really good. Mm-hmm. He, he could be. And and Russell Wilson has a great deep arm.
1: Yeah, so, absolute steal, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah I, I think it'll, it'll work out, but it's, it's hard to say for sure. I mean, a lot of teams, there's probably a lot of information out there that we aren't privy to that, you know, maybe there's a, a, another good reason why a lot of teams pass on him. Maybe he's lazy or something. I don't, I don't know. But I, I like that pick, and uh, I, think, I think it's going to work out.
0: So,
1: yeah, I but, think it is too. I but, think I think they got a guy who's going to be, and it, I think he fits perfectly with like you have Metcalf who goes gets the deep ball, like the fifty-fifty ball. You have Tyler Lockett who's in the slot, your speed guy, and like I don't know, just like that that one-two punch of maybe Lockett and and Metcalf. I think Wilson's going to have a little bit maybe more more options to uh, throw to. Yeah, I don't think he's had someone like Metcalf before. Honestly, I don't know if anyone has really had anyone like Metcalf before.
2: Yeah, no, it's true. And there's there's like a lot of comparisons. I'm not going to say that he's going to be Calvin Johnson, but like Calvin Johnson was very similar prospect too. Like not very agile, but like he had a great career, right?
0: Yeah. And oh, yeah. so,
2: like the opportunity is definitely there, and it'll be fun just to kind of see all this evolve i guess see what happens
0: yeah that's uh, very exciting
1: yeah
2: anything else on metcalf
0: uh, i
1: don't think so uh, okay. no but just like, i've heard that like in camp like i know like kyle and i always joke around that, like, oh he looks super good in like otas and he looked great in camp today but like he's a legit like i always hear like metcalf is like impressing everybody and you know yeah. the kind of prospect he is like i think it's Man, I, I was, when I saw he went to the Seahawks, like, I was excited for him because I think they'll use him in the right way. But I was also like, dang, I don't, I don't want the Seahawks to get good. To <laughs> are
2: like, the Seahawks pretty high on your Like, I do not, like, in, in, on Ben's rivalry list, are the Seahawks pretty high up there?
1: Oh, no, I'd way rather, I'd rather, I'll cheer for the Seahawks before I would, like, wish anything good to happen to the Jets. So,
0: like,
1: <laughs> you got nowhere near the Giants on my list. So,
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Just curious. that like, it's,
1: just, it's just, like, a team that where, like, and that's the other point I was going to make was, it's crazy to think that, like, when we look at Kyle Steelers, the fact that they had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, like, just, like, a couple years ago, they had, like, two of the best offensive players on that team, and now you don't. And, like, that's a completely, like, change to his team. And, like, looking at Seattle and, like, they were the Legion of Doom, or Boom, I mean, and, like, were just this defense that was, like, I don't know, like, they were, like, a nightmare for most teams, right, to go and play them.
0: Oh, and man. it's
1: been interesting to see this shift that they've made in this transition to this new team that they are. So, yeah, like, it was, it was, you, you never wanted to play against the Legion of Boom, and, and I'm okay that they're gone, but, like, we, <laughs> uh. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kyle and I talked about some of like the greatest defenses we've ever watched and the Legion of Boom is up there. Like they were a fantastic group to to watch play on Sundays. So
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, those are good days. But like the style of play they had and like how they always went, you know, deep into the playoffs every year, like those guys just bore down and like yeah, it's it's all over now. But we'll see we'll see about this young crew. I, I think Pete does it. I, I, he's he deserves some leeway. Like if Pete Carroll thinks that this defense could be really good, then I'll give it to him. But I I don't see it, man. I I don't see it. They're gonna have to prove. They have a lot to prove. So
1: well, that's fair. I, like I felt like with like, I'm gonna use Kyle Steelers as an example. Like I felt like the Steelers have always been like this great like defensive team. And like I remember watching the Steelers and like they always had one of the best defenses. And then I felt like in recent years they had one of the better offenses um in the nfl and so they kind of made like this transition from like a really good defense to a really good offense and i wonder if the seahawks are following like a, a similar like uh like outline where like they've had this great defense in the past and now they're going to maybe a better offense where they can use russell wilson they're getting him a huge target in in dk metcalf and on me personally i would love to see them use rashad penny more um and i know like um it might be a little bit more of a crowded backfield, but I remember watching a couple of games of Rashad Penny and he did some of these cutback things where like he, he was maybe going to the left and then he would cut back and go back to the right. And just some of the yards that he gained and some of the moves that he had Le'Veon on bellish. I might like, I don't want to go too far in saying that, but I feel like they have uh they might have a trio of Wilson Metcalf Penny. That could be like a big Ben Brown bell sort of ring to it.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I'm really high on Rashad, Rashad Penny, man. Like, he is a really good football player. And last year, he just, like, kind of got overwhelmed. He was hurt and just did, uh, like, a good job as a rookie. He's, like, a really talented player. And combine numbers were really good that's, like, a big thing for me. If like, I feel like it's really hard to play players just like, little knowledge that that – we have but one thing that we do have to work off of are, are like their combine numbers and so he's like a pretty sparky guy so is that calf and so are some yeah seahawks like sparky dudes but yeah chris carson though also like a pretty good runner too but just he's had a lot of injury concerns in college and in the pros so i think right. that's why they to make that pick to get him but um so the Seahawks' seventh-round pick, pretty cool. His name's John Ursa. He actually is a return missionary. He served in Paris. Um, and he led the NCA. I think it was, I don't know if it was this year or last year, in touchdowns. He had more touchdowns than any wide receiver. Um, so kind of interesting, and people are comparing him to Doug Baldwin. And, I don't know, room for the guy. Just thought I'd bring him up really quick. Yeah, so
1: nice. I'm,
0: cool. Well, yeah, it yeah, sounds
2: like um, – other... go
0: yeah. ahead.
2: I think that's – I was just going to say I spent – sorry I spent so much time on the Seahawks. But, yeah, that's the Seahawks. I don't know where they're going to finish this year. Like, They'll probably not win the division. But it's just this NFC West, man, it's such a – it's so hard to predict. Like, I think the Rams should win the division. But like, other than that, it's really hard to say how it's all going to play out.
0: Right, yeah, I think there's some exciting stuff going on for the Seahawks and yeah, like all over the division, you're right. Um yeah, no worries about taking that long. When Ben and I covered our teams we went a little more in depth, so makes sense. So <laughs> then yeah, let's uh let's jump ahead to the Rams then. Finish this off. Finish the division off here. Um, Ben, do you wanna take the yeah. lead on this one?
1: So two additions. I think we're bringing back Eric Weddle, if that's right. And Eric I also Weddle played play. for
0: the Chargers last year.
1: Oh right. The other LA and team. Then, uh, wait. No, he played for the Ravens last year.
0: Sorry. Hold up. Yeah.
1: He I, he was I'm all star- mixed up. Long- Sorry. The Ravens. Longtime Charger. Went to the Ravens. Bad. Now so, man, that's what it is.
0: I didn't really forget I just had a brain fart.
1: That's okay. I, like, not a huge signing. I don't know what kind of role he's going to play. Like, he's not... I don't think he's in his prime anymore. Um, but anyway, Clay Matthews was another addition they made. Another guy who will probably play fairly well for them, but another guy that I don't think is a huge... Like, he doesn't shift the needle too much when it comes to, like, mm-hmm. that position group. Uh, when it comes to losses, they lost a guard, Roger Saffold. They lose defensive tackle Nadamkin Sue, who goes to the Bucks. Safety Lamarcus Joyner and linebacker Mark Barron. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah, that defense takes a hit. That offensive line loses a decent piece. But I thought I,
2: thought I read they also lost their center too, so they lost two guys on their offensive line. And they're replacing them with guys that like, haven't really played in the league is, is what I, I read. But I don't have that in front of me right now. So mm. you guys might that
1: I-, I don't know about the center, but they very well could have. I know like some of the stuff I've read is that the offensive line isn't gonna be as good as it was last year. So that's not good for guys like Todd Gurley and obviously Jared Goff. So I don't know. I don't know if that offense takes a hit or if like what they're able to do, like the scheme that they're running takes a hit from the lack of production that they'll get from that line. But I, I think the Rams take a step back this year. I think I think the rest of the division has gotten better. And yeah, I yeah.
0: Yeah, Todd Gurley might have issues last year. with his knee whatever. Um, you forgot to mention their most important signing, Blake Bortles. Oh.
1: Oh yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> really Blake meant
2: Bortles. It or not.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, I didn't know. That. It's
0: hilarious. Um, I mean, the guys had a bunch of NFL experience, so I guess for a backup you could do worse, but... Um, he
1: doesn't throw with his dominant hand, though. It's <laughs> looking weird. <laughs> Man, throw, try throwing him with your dominant hand. He might actually complete some passes.
0: Hung a 48 spot on the Steelers, though, back a couple of years ago in that playoff game. but. Fluke. We won't talk about that. Um, yeah, I didn't really have... I was just going to say, mention... Um, LaMarcus Joyner didn't really play well last year from everything I read and saw, like, no one was really pleased with him. And so they were saying even though Weddell's a little maybe past his prime and didn't have an interception last year, everyone still thinks he's an upgrade. So, um, uh, Okay. Because, I mean, watching the Ravens play last year, I, like, Weddell seemed to still be a fairly effective player. Um, anyway, that was all I wanted to add there. Um, anything on – any players they had or lost Lauren from you or?
2: Yeah, I think uh Matthews kinda of passed his prime. Eric Weddle I think is um interesting guy. Like, you know, that Ravens defense was super good, so I think he'll help them out. But I kinda like their moves. Like and that but I agree with you. And I, I think losing the Super Bowl is it really kinda eats at teams. Like, unless you're the New England Patriots <laughs> A lot of teams lose the Super Bowl have a really hard time coming back, and there's there's good stats to back that up. Yeah. So.
1: Right, like let's look at like the last few. We've got like the Seahawks after they lost. We have um Atlanta, the Eagles, like.
0: The Panthers missed the playoffs. I think the following yeah. year.
1: Like it's not easy to get back to it. Um, yeah.
2: It just kind of ruins everyone's like drive and like play i think it, it it just it just hurts it just hurts really bad
0: yeah you get so close and come up short yeah. um okay well let's uh just touch on their draft real quick um they took a safety from washington taylor Rapp. i think is his name here um, yeah uh i don't know how much this moves the needle but uh From what I, the notes I had is that he didn't test very well, really, combine-wise, but he knows how to play and can play multiple positions, which is usually an asset.
2: Yeah, Taylor went to my high school, actually, in Bellingham. Oh, okay. So he's from my hometown. He he ran a four-five, but like everything else about him is is pretty amazing. It's just he was he's just kind of slow. So if he wasn't, if his speed would have been better, he would have gone a lot higher. Okay. But yeah, like a cool guy.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, they also said that he was a good football player. Just uh, you know his combine numbers didn't look the greatest but yeah we'll see they definitely need help at safety so um and then daryl henderson the running back or Darrell, is it daryl henderson
1: think you go either i never know you yeah
0: from memphis um home run hitter from what i saw um they had a comp to alvin kamara i mean Best-case scenario, obviously, but not quite as good of a receiver as Kamara. That's what I had. Anything else from you guys?
1: Yeah, I, saw, I saw a comp to tell Tevin Coleman on him. Okay. But just, okay. Um, yeah, he's good at keeping his feet moving at all times. So he's always like, I don't know, he's good at moving the ball forward. Um, it says that he used to drop a lot of his screen passes, but it seems like he's fixed that problem. So... And then, no, other than that, like, it was an interesting pick, especially, like, now all the stuff that's coming out for, like, Todd Gurley, it makes more sense. I feel like when they made the pick originally, I was like, well, that didn't really make sense to me at the time. But as Todd Gurley's situation has unfolded, it seems that they were on top of it by the time the draft rolled around.
2: yeah. I, it'll be really interesting how it all goes down. Um, like Daryl Henderson is definitely a good; he's a good running back. I wouldn't say he's a great running back, like. But Kamara was kind of the same thing. I think Kamara went in the third round, mm-hmm. too. Maybe. Um, I do think, though, that like the hype on Daryl Henderson is—it it seems like a little crazy to me, like a little too high. Because I'm just trying to figure out how he's going to be a great fantasy player. Like, how how is he going to be so great? Like, yeah, he's talented, but Todd Gurley is not, as from what we know, he's not going to be missing games. He's, mm-hmm. he's probably just not going to be on the field as much. So maybe he's on first down, second down, and maybe he comes off on third down. And right. like, like he's, his injury, it's not like he tore his Achilles or he tore his ACL. He's... He's healed like it's just arthritis and it's not gonna doesn't need to like heal it just needs to be managed correctly so I feel like there's so much fantasy hype on on podcasts about Darrell Henderson but it's like I just don't see how he's gonna be like a really good fantasy asset like I I just see like Todd Gurley there he's owed 45 million guaranteed over the next two years like you can't just cut Todd Gurley and get rid of him. And I, I just don't see it. Like, maybe Daryl Henderson will be, like, a really good third down back. Would they put him on the field as a wide receiver? Probably not when you have Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup, Like, I, I don't know. What do you guys think about this situation?
0: Yeah, people, people are acting like, you know, it's like Todd Gurley's dead and <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know It it is it has been kind of weird to me just hearing like I mean we've seen what Gurley can do uh, he's gonna get touches and the most touches in that backfield obviously for good reason so like I kind of agree with you there like um, I can see I guess a scenario but like where you know his injury bothers him enough but yeah you can't just get rid of the guy That easily, you know, even if that does happen.
1: I feel like I'm, I don't know, I'm back and forth on, like, his situation. Like, I feel like I have days where I think, no, like, he's going to be fine. Like, he's good. He's still going to be a productive back. Like we said, like, maybe not to the same extent that he's had in the past or the same volume that he'll get or he had previously. But, like... In one of the podcasts I listened to, I think I mentioned this before, but like they had this trainer on and he specifically trains with Todd Gurley He's one of his clients. And he said like, he's fine. He's going to be good. Like there doesn't need to be this, all this talk about it. So when you hear stuff like that, like from his trainer, like, hmm. yeah, it's hard to imagine a scenario where they don't have him on the field playing at least two downs, every drive like every i don't know what i'm trying to say here but like he's
0: every set of yeah games, no i
1: yeah 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 so but yeah so i don't but at the same time like it's just an interesting situation to be like to monitor during this offseason all the talk that's been going around it yeah
0: right. yeah for sure okay well then i think yeah i think we'll move along here uh that was the nfc west um and we'll uh, we'll have a prediction show as the season comes along, so we don't need to necessarily pick the division at this point. So yeah, let's move along. We can get to the next things on the agenda. We spent enough time there. Um, so it's QB ranking time, I guess. And number four, number four this week. And I think I started last week, Ben. So you start us out this week.
1: So we had the same quarterback last week, hey? We had Drew Brees, yeah, both of us. Yeah, Drew
0: Brees, number five.
1: What are the chances we have the same quarterback this week?
0: I think it's zero.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so then. Okay, mine is, and it's appropriate that Lauren's here for this, it's Russell Wilson.
2: Hmm. Oh, man.
1: So my number four quarterback, Um, just watching Russell Wilson in his career, I feel like he's, been consistent i feel like he improves every year i feel like he's always getting better um he had his like past year um 3448 yards 35 touchdowns seven interceptions and a completion completion percentage of 65.6 um that was just from this past year and he just signed his four year extension i feel like he's got the mobility he's got the arm uh great throwing the ball deep and I was looking at some of these other, like, stats from, like, like, it, it took, like, quarterbacks when they're under pressure and it, like, looked at their, like, completion percentage and, um, like, first down uh, percentage, all these different, like, stats. And they are like, when they're under pressure or when, like, there's a, a rush on them or when the pocket collapses and all these different things. And he was in the top three for honestly, the majority of the categories. And, yeah, just a quarterback that's... I think got some really good years ahead of him and definitely a guy I wanted in my top five, even though I feel like a few years ago I would have made the argument of why he wasn't a top five quarterback, but I feel like the years that he's had, um, the, the, uh, accomplishments he's had in the league definitely, uh, warrants a top five spot, but he oh, is yeah. my number four back.
0: Cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, I do not have Russell Wilson in the spot. Um, I have somebody who you already had later on, so that's why I said it was 0% chance. Oh, um, I
1: thought it, you were going to say it was Josh Allen. But, man,
0: you <laughs> you have you have oh, Tom Brady gross. up there in the top three, eh?
1: We don't know that. Uh-huh. Maybe he's not in my top ten, Kyle.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we'll find out. But um, my number four is Andrew Luck. Oh. Uh, yeah, I – I know I I know I know always called him out for his turnovers in past years and on Twitter every you Sunday i will probably finally tweeting about him being Mr. Turnover. But um, I just think, well, originally I was actually going to put Breeze here and Luck 5, but I switched them last minute just based on age, I think. Um, I mean, Andrew Luck had a great year last year. He's got a lot of weapons. They just added another one in Paris Campbell and – uh, Funches could potentially turn into something with uh, somebody like him throwing the ball rather than Cam Newton. Um, let me see what... Uh, Andrew Luck had f- about 4,600 yards, 39 touchdowns, 15 yeah. INTs. So, anyway, I just think he seems to be back. That injury, uh, you know, didn't uh, really um, affect his performance and... I just think he's gonna be really good going forward.
1: Did you say that you dropped Drew Brees and you moved Andrew Luck up? Is yes. that what you had done? Yes. Okay, I I did the same thing. I dropped Drew Brees, I moved Russell Wilson up. Oh. <laughs> it's funny that Drew Brees took a hit in both of our rankings.
0: Man. Uh Lauren, any uh any comments on our picks here?
2: No, I really like him. Um, obviously, both of those guys are on my fantasy team, so yeah. I'm a little biased with him. Um, so, thank you for saving him for me for this week. <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah. Well, I, I Like, Russell Wilson's fantastic. Like, it's kind of a bummer that he's been... have to play in this Seattle offense where, you know, he's had to hand the ball off a lot. It'd be really cool to see, like, what he could do and like a air raid offense, but he's just like so efficient and he still makes it work. And, um, and Andrew Luck, like poor guys just had, had like a lot of health issues, like that shoulder, uh, shoulder surgery was really tough on him. And, uh, but looks like he's healthy now and he's got like a really good offensive line and I think some pretty sweet like weapons on his team now. So pretty excited to, uh, to see what he can do yeah as well so great picks yeah you know,
0: man that's kind of funny i didn't re- we, i didn't realize like after last week i you know they were both on your team that's funny it ended up that way um yeah anyway yeah. that's our number four qb um we're gonna get into the top three next week so that'll be i guess exciting
1: getting to the podium
0: Okay, well, yeah, let's let's move on to the last part here then and uh, one of the other reasons we brought Lauren on. Uh, we'll talk about fantasy football and um, our league and Lauren has prepared some power rankings for our league actually and so we're pretty excited to see where he has everyone slotted, uh, kind of his opinions on everyone's teams. So, yeah, go ahead with that if you want.
2: Okay. Okay. All right, sounds good. Um, let me know if I'm cutting out. Okay. Um, I don't know why. And having issues, I could potentially switch over to a phone connection too okay. on Skype. That would work. But okay, um, so I made this list um, and I, I spent a lot of time on it, like way too much time. I, I don't know. I just thought it would be fun to create some conversation. And these are done through my perspective, so obviously I'm I'm super biased on my own team. So I'm just gonna rank the other seven teams, um, and now I don't know if you guys want me to talk about mine. I could, but I just think that it's uh, I'm ranking teams kind of based on like which team is the best or the, the order in my eyes. And okay. this is kind of done from a dynasty perspective, but I also tried to incorporate like a win now thing to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could kind of think of it as like power rankings to win the pot, like to win back to oh, back. Okay. I, nice. Okay. And I took uh, defenses, kickers, and IDP out of it to simplify things. Um, And I realized that certain defenses and kickers definitely benefit certain teams. And you could argue that those things should affect those power rankings, but for the sake of time, I didn't do that. Um, And I basically did it off of like rankings that I like, like using fantasy pros and some guys that are more like analytics based, which I'm really into. So guys that are like have really good combine um like testing will perform better and um yeah. Anyways, okay. Sorry, I'm blabbering here. <laughs> That's right, awesome. So number yeah. And if you guys have questions, jump in or I don't know. So number seven team is Dallin's team. Okay. okay. All right. And he scored uh in the model 788 points to give you some perspective okay and what i'm gonna do is just give some strengths and weaknesses to each team really quick okay so Dalen's team uh the running backs that he has are really good he's got david johnson and joe mixon um the whole starting lineup has some ops upside could compete if the whole team could stay healthy and he also also got two picks from me for next year's draft, which is supposed to be a stronger draft. Uh, weaknesses. You have five bench spots that are open that could be used to improve your team that aren't being used. So, yeah. down in, let's get some guys in there. And he only has five running backs on his team. So, um, kind of worrisome there. All right. Uh, With 856 points is Kyle's team. Oh. Yeah, Kyle. Man, I love you, Kyle. But, (laughs) like, I guess I just don't – I'm not in love with your team. Okay. And uh, But you're a great guy. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Travis Kelsey is super legit. Like you're so lucky to have him, and I think that he is even due for a better year than last year with Tyreek being gone. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that your starting wide receivers are all super legit, and they could take it all take a step forward this year. Okay. Mhm. And, and um, your weaknesses, I think your depth at QB, RB, and wide receiver. I just don't like a lot of your choices there. Like. Okay. Um your QB starters could definitely get it done like Ben and Kirk. Uh Cousins super good and I like Fitzmagic. Um but I don't believe in Josh Rosen or Josh Allen. You know that. Yeah, that's right. um I just don't those are my own personal biases and uh, I'm going to be wrong. So don't even <laughs> <be wrong. laughs> But okay. And so then uh, number five is Jordan's team, uh, Girlie's has Gone Wild, okay? And they scored uh, 1,047 points, so about a little bit more than Kyle, about 200 points more than Kyle. Um, Jordan's team, let me just get to my notes here. Jordan's starting lineup is really strong. He's got a lot of players on strong offenses, and his QBs are really strong too. Um, I think that his bend depth is weak at running back, and there's a good amount of aging players or players that I think likely won't be starters ever again. Um, But I guess they could fill in, like in case of an injury, like uh, Carlos Hyde, Alex Collins. Randall Cobb, C.J. Anderson. Um, and like like I said, his starting lineup is really strong. It's hard to like nitpick his starters. But I guess he has O.J. Howard. And that guy's got some serious upside. But I don't know, like, how is he going to fit in with Bruce Arians? Can he stay healthy? And so I think that that spot could potentially be a weakness on his team, really, going forward. Okay. Um, and And... Um, number five was Jordan number four is Ben Drew Mm. 1,050 points and so you and Jordan are really close and actually even you Jordan and the third place guy are all really close so like it's I'm just being kind of nitpicky here but just know that you are all like really close okay um, strengths to your team, Ben, Ezekiel uh, Elliott, and Melvin Gordon are like a super strong running back duo when they're healthy and not suspended. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um I like. I really like the design of your team overall, and I think that there's some depth that could contribute quickly and with upside. Um, weaknesses, I worry about your quarterbacks a little bit. Um, like I think Patriots could be switching to more of a run-centered offense, maybe, um, so he could throw less. Um, Cam Newton also has the same injury as Andrew Luck that, that he had, and Andrew Luck took a year off, and Cam Newton, I guess, is going to play. So um, we'll see how that goes. Um, Garoppolo... What is he? I I don't know. He's definitely got some upside. Um, Foles, I guess we'll see how the Jags use him, but it's probably more of a run system. And then, like, I do think that Hunter Henry is great. Like, that I mean, that he could be great, but, uh, like, I guess we're just going to have to see how he comes back.
1: Yeah, definitely, I agree. A lot of question on marks. The end.
2: So... Yeah, and then, like, if that doesn't work out, then the tight end depth on your team, I think, will hurt your team. I, I don't have the, your tight ends right in front of me, but, um, but like I said, between you, Jordan, and the third guy is really close. So I, that's just kind of what I decided.
1: No, it's um, all good, man.
2: The number three team was Mark Friesen's team. Um, I know like a lot of guys in the league hate Mark Friesen's team, but I like it. Um, I think he has great wide receivers. Um, he His depth has some upside, except at running back. Um, his weaknesses is, are his running back and his starting depth. So he's starting uh, Fournette and Mark Ingram right now. Like Those are kind of his starting running backs. And The other knock on Mark is um, he, I mean, he's got Pat Mahomes and uh, Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees. And then his only backup is Eli Manning. And so, I don't know, like in a two QB league, I think that's kind of going to hurt your team, but um, yeah. Okay. Then number
1: two. Wait, uh, Lauren, I just wanted to make the comment too. Like, I, I totally agree with what you just said though. Like, I listened to our last podcast and Jordan really surprised me um, with his pick of Mark being in like the toilet bowl for this year, because when I was listening to that podcast, I went and looked at Mark's team while I was listening to it. And I, I don't think I really agreed with it. Like, I think Fournette's going to be good actually. And like his receivers are really good. His two QBs are going to be great for him. Like Mahomes and breeze, as long as they're healthy. And I don't know. He has some guys on his bench that kind of like could really hit this year. So like, when I went back and listened to that, I don't actually think that Mark will end up in the toilet bowl, but I just wanted to, I was thinking yeah. about that today, so.
2: Yeah, totally. No, I, yeah, jump in all you want, guys. I'm just trying to, like, go fast. Don't want to use up too much time. But, yeah, I, I was kind of surprised by that. Like, actually, when I put in the numbers, like, I just kind of, like, associated a, a score with a rank in yeah. Dynasty, and and then, like, I put them all in because I, I tried to, like, overcome my biases, but I wanted to use my process, I guess, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, yeah, and that makes sense. I was
2: sense. surprised, like, by these scores. Like, I, like Kyle, straight up, like, I was really surprised that your team scored as low as it did. Huh. Like, I, I really thought your team was going to be, like, like top th- – like, you finished fourth in the league last year. And so – but I guess I <laughs> – I guess I just don't really like a lot of your guys. <laughs> um, but I love you. Let's just not okay. forget that. Okay. Um, and then the second team was, and this was a, actually a big surprise to me, It was Ben Huber's team. And wow. if you look at it, like, you you might laugh at me. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's got really, really strong two RBs. He's got Kamara and McCaffrey, our two starting running backs. And, I mean, those guys in a dynasty startup are probably the number two, number three picks, okay? And if those guys stay healthy all year, they are huge game changers, right? Like, almost like both those guys can put up, like, 100 points a week together. I mean, that's a stretch. But, like, they're awesome. Um, Both are young and have great offensive lines to work with. And I think he does have some interesting depth pieces out there that could help him in the future. Um, but his starting wide receiver core is brutal. Like, it's woof. Like, he's got up <laughs> yeah. who's coming off a of torn ACL, Sammy Watkins and Dante Pettis. Like, maybe you guys are high on those guys, but, like, compared to the rest of the league, Whoa. his starting wide receiver scored really low. Um but he does have like I think he's got like Corey Davis, I think he's got uh DK Metcalf, he's got that McCole Hardman guy that could take over Tyreek. There's some other guys, like he does have some good depth guys that could pop, I think. Um and then Evan Ingram um is also I, he's only got Evan Ingram and Jared Cook on his rosters. So, I mean, Evan Ingram, I think we could say he's got some upside, but um, just him and Jared Cook, that's going to hurt his team. So, I'm not saying that, like, Ben's team is going to finish top three this year, but I think that, like, his overall roster, I just kind of like some of the things that he's done. Um, and then the number one team, I hate to say it, it's oh, my no is Brady, Brady's team. Um, And his strengths are, his starting wide receivers are really strong. And I think that's a huge strength. Um, I like the depth. Um, Most rosters, I look at the bench and I'm just like, woof, woof, woof. But I think his guys are are good on his bench. Um, His weakness, I think that, Tight end is a weakness. I, I don't know that you is going to be what he was last year going forward, especially with, like, Jack Doyle probably in like, playing more. Um, not hurt. Um, and then I'd also say, I, under, I also wrote down, I understand the trade you made with Jordan to get a first-round pick for next year. And in a dynasty league, I would say you won that trade hands down. But if you're trying to win the pot you definitely did not make this trade to get. So he traded away Aaron Rodgers. Right? Right. And I just, to me, I just don't understand why he did that trade. I think maybe he wants the league to continue on. Maybe. I, I don't know. But that just didn't really make sense to me. So those are my rankings. Again, it's my opinions, and I'm for sure going to be wrong. But – um yeah,
1: Lauren, do you have the points that your team scored? Yes. I, where I where do, do you where do you fit in? Okay, so my
2: team has uh, one thousand three hundred ninety eight points, and Brady's team had eleven hundred points. Um, Ben's Ben Huber's team actually also had um, like ten more points than Brady's, but Brady has three first-round picks next year in the yeah. draft. And I think that it's going to be a strong draft, and I think that definitely deserves some credit. Um, and I think that was part of the reason why Jordan got bumped down, and Ben Drew, is, uh, why you were higher, Ben, is because Jordan traded away that first-round pick um, mm. too. So I I think nice. that... Yeah. So... There it is. If you guys want to um, talk to me about, like, what position group, um, like, what your position group scored and kind of how it compares to other people, we can talk about that later, not during the podcast. But, yeah. Okay. I, I, spent a lot, I spent a lot of time on this, like, too oh, much that's time. Awesome. But, I don't know. It was just <laughs> my own way of overcoming my own biases. and, um, But, in general, like, it's going to be so hard for someone to win back-to-back, I think, in this league. Like, it, like, I think you're going to have to have a good team, and you're going to have to be lucky. Like, or maybe everything just comes together and it just works out. Like, I, I don't even feel confident that I'm, like, I could have a really good team and win back-to-back, even though I think that my team's so much better than everyone else's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to mention, uh, like, it was hard for me to trade away Tom Brady because I felt like I was very weakening my quarterback group a lot, but I also needed to upgrade at running back and felt like go get Montgomery was kind of something I had to do. So it was, it was a really tough off. because, like you, I mean, I'm not big on the Joshes either, but I'm just hoping one of them kind of <laughs> – Turns into a fantasy relevant quarterback, or at least for the time being. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely, and like in a quarterback league, those guys have to be owned. You know? Yeah, they do.
0: Yeah, and so anyway, just like you said, I think that is definitely my weakest spot, and uh, by far. Um, and so, yeah, it was just it was a tough call, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like going off what you just said, Kyle. Kind of like- like part of the reason I like pursued Tom Brady was because like what like what Lauren commented on like my quarterback situation like they look okay but like really there's a lot of question marks and so like last year what really hurt me was the the depth I lacked at quarterback position so like where guys were injured and weren't playing all their games I felt like I should go get somebody that will play all their games and is never die. yeah so. that makes sense but makes sense. but it's hard too because it's like like when we had our our fan, like our, our rookie draft this year um i knew like like i like the receivers that i have like i like the three like the three guys of my starting lineup of Julio Edelman and Mike Williams i like i'm okay with that but like i knew in the rookie draft i wanted to definitely get some receivers to like groom and like get ready to like take over for Edelman like he's not going to last forever and same with Julio but like there was a point in time where i was like do i take Kyler Murray and i uh I didn't really know what to do, and I ultimately decided not to go with him. but it was definitely a thought that crossed my
0: mind-hmm,
2: yeah, like thinking about it in a in a two quarterback lead, Kyler Murray probably should have gone a lot earlier, i think yeah, but he did yeah. and also smaller lead too, maybe that has an effect on it too okay well i think uh I think
0: we've gone on long enough um i'd I'd like to talk about these uh power rankings some more so maybe we can do that we'll have you on again maybe closer to the season to see if anything changes or whatever but uh yeah thanks for doing that Um, yeah
2: no problem thanks for having me on guys like it's really fun to talk football with you and do this
0: yeah for sure and like i said we're gonna try Mm -hmm. to make this you know a somewhat regular thing to kind of have whoever wants to come on on and uh, yeah. So anyway, um,
1: but we should we should definitely do like a Lawrence uh, Power Rankings 2.0 as the like <laughs> preseason right before the season starts. Yeah, I
0: think like I think after the after the or kind of after the preseason when we kind of see how injuries maybe play out and stuff like that. I think that would be another good yeah time to do it for sure. Um, but yeah. yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, again, I forgot to mention this at the start, but um our twitter handle is at trips right pod if you want to get at us um that's where you can do it um i'll put i'll put each of our individual twitter handles in the bio of this episode so people can find us there if they want to listen to our hot takes um <laughs> but yeah other than that i think that was it so thanks for coming on again lauren it was a good time we'll do it again is no yeah. Good night, fellas All right, peace.